This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review and Houston Round Ball Review Radio with a September 8th one-on-one podcast. In this podcast, I'll recap Game 2 of the Rockets' 117-109 loss to the Lakers, give some notes from Game 2, I'll talk about the Cougs men's basketball getting some good news, and a little bit more. Tune in to Houston Round Ball Review Radio at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro for more audio from me as well as additional podcasts discussing the Rockets, Houston Texans, HBCU Sports and Culture, and Women's Basketball. Sunday night, September 6th, the Rockets lost to the Lakers 117-109. James Harden led six Rockets in double-digit scoring with 27 points. Eric Gordon scored 24. P.T. Tucker scored 18. 17 for Robert Covington. 13 for Daniel House Jr. And 10 for Russell Westbrook. Russ was the only Rocket starter who did not make at least 50% of his field goal attempts in Game 2. Russ was an icy 4 for 15 from the floor, including 1 for 7 from 3-point range. 7 threes from Russ is about 4 or 5 too many for my liking. Russ also had 7 turnovers, but he did have 13 rebounds and 4 assists. James Harden had 5 turnovers. So for the second time in the Rockets' last four playoff games, Harden and Russ combined for 12 turnovers in a game. Russ and Harden had 12 turnovers in the Rockets' Game 6 loss to OKC in the first round. Anthony Davis scored a game-high 34 points to the Lakers. AD added 10 boards and 4 assists. LeBron James scored 28 points, had 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 steals, 2 block shots, and seven turnovers the lakers scored 27 points off the rockets 17 turnovers while the rockets scored 18 points off the lakers turnovers 27 18 points off turnovers advantage for the lakers in an eight point win for the lakers the series is tied 1-1 it's the fourth time the rockets have split the first two games of a playoff series under head coach mike d'antoni the game three winner in those situations went on to win each of those three series. The Rockets are 1-2 and two previously under D'Antoni in a 1-1 set up for Game 3. So based on that little tidbit, if the Rockets lose Game 3, then chances are, odds are, they will lose the series. So we shall see. Houston has led at the start of the fourth quarter in seven of the nine playoff games this postseason, but they are only 4-3 and three in those games. The Lakers 117 points in game two marks just the second time the Rockets have allowed 110 or more points in regulation this postseason. The Rockets were 21 and three when holding the opponent below 110 during the regular season. They are five and one this postseason. The Rockets shot 44.9% in game two. They shot 48.1% in game one. The Rockets are only 2-2 two two when shooting 45% or better this postseason. The Lakers shot an opponent playoff high 56.6% from the floor in Game 2. After the Rockets held opponents to 40.3% shooting over the previous four playoff games. Houston has outshot its opponent in four of the nine games this postseason. They are 3-1 in those four games. The Rockets made 22 threes in Game 2 versus the Lakers. 
marking the third game with 20 or more threes made this postseason. That ties the NBA record for the most games in a single postseason. The Cavs did it in 2016. Houston has taken 56.5% of its shots from three-point range this playoffs. 56.5% of its field goal attempts have been three-pointers. During the final 27 games of the regular season, they attempted 54.3% threes. And overall this season, it was barely above 50% at 50.1. 56.5% of their field goal attempts have been three-pointers. Oh my gosh, that just that, that, that hurts my heart, hurts my soul as an old school player. Old school fan, old school guy. That, that, oh my goodness. Ugh. And the Rockets lost game two to the Lakers despite shooting 41.5% from three. Houston was 16-0 and when shooting 40% or better from behind the arc during the regular season. The Lakers outscored the Rockets 54-26 in the paint in game two after Houston outscored their opponents by a total of 24 points in the paint through the first eight games of these playoffs. The Rockets did not allow more than 46 points in the paint in any of those first eight games this postseason. Houston is allowing just 38.4 points in the paint these playoffs which is down from 51.5 points per game in the paint during the regular season, and that ranked 26th in the NBA. The Lakers are averaging 19 fast break points per game this series after Houston did not allow more than 11 fast break points during any of the first-round games versus OKC. The Lakers had an opponent playoff high 27 points off of turnovers in Game 2, after the opposition averaged just 11.6 points off turnovers in the first eight games of these playoffs. So game one, Rockets won with defense. Game two, the Lakers won with scoring off of turnovers and fast break points. It's going to come down to which team is able to dictate their style over the other. Rockets defense took a step back. But also, in my opinion, as I am not an not a proponent of short ball, I refuse to call it small ball anymore. Short ball, stout ball, shorter ball. Because if you go against taller players, as long as those taller players remember that they are taller than the Rockets and shoot over them, there's nothing those shorter Rockets can do to stop them from scoring. But if those taller players don't, remember that they're taller than the Rockets and try to do things that they're not good at, such as backing the Rockets' stronger defenders down in the post, then that's advantage Rockets. Anthony Davis scored many of his points Sunday in game two on face-ups, quick hits, quick drives to the basket, turnaround jumpers, quick turnarounds. AD's seven feet tall, 6'11", seven feet tall. P.G. Tucker, six foot five. As long as Anthony Davis keeps the ball tall and above his uh, waist first and then shoots with a high release, there is nothing P.J. Tucker can do to stop that shot. AD did that in game two. He didn't do that in game one. The Rockets won game one. 
Rockets lost game two. LeBron James was everywhere in game two. But one of his issues and problems that he had for one for a few of his seven turnovers was he tried to back down Eric Gordon. Back him down, 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 as Rockets icon Gene Peterson used to say back in the day on radio broadcasts. The more LeBron tried to back down Eric Gordon, double teams came. LeBron committed turnovers rather than simply shoot over the shorter Eric Gordon. People too many times in sports try to make things more complicated than they have to be. If I'm taller than you, it's up to me to maximize my height advantage over you. If I'm not as strong as you, then why should I try to do something that I cannot do? This is not complicated. LeBron is taller than Eric Gordon. Shoot over Eric Gordon. AD is taller than PJ. Shoot over PJ. Shoot over James Harden. Shoot over Russ. Shoot over Covington. This is not complicated. Lakers won game two because they got production from Rajon Rondo and Markeith Morris off the bench. Lakers, Rockets bench scoring with Daniel House in game two. House scored 13 points. Game two for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma, 13 off the bench. 13 points off the bench. Rajon Rondo, 10 points, 9 assists. Markeith Morris, 16 points. And Alex Caruso, 2 points. Add that up. That is 41 points for the Lakers off their bench. 41 to 13 for the Rockets. If the Lakers get numbers like production like that, they will win this series. Rajon Rondo outscored, outproduced Russell Westbrook. 10 and 9, 10 points, 9 assists, 5 steals, 3 boards, in a little under 29 minutes for Rajon Rondo. Russ had 10 points, 7 turnovers in 33 minutes for the Rockets. Russ was a minus 14 for the Rockets. Rajon Rondo was a plus 28 for the Lakers. I don't expect Russ to play that poorly, to shoot that poorly in game three. He usually corrects his mistakes and does better. Have a bounce back game, as James Harden said Monday in the pre-practice media session, which you can go and watch on Houston Round Ball Review on YouTube. But Russ settled for three-point shots, in my opinion. Like I said, seven threes for Russ is too many. He needs to be attacking the basket. The Lakers dared him to shoot threes in game two. They dared him. left him wide, wide, wide open. And he settled for that. That's not the best way to take advantage of Russ's skills. And this does not help the Rockets and their chances of winning this series. I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk some Houston Cougars men's basketball. Monday evening, September 7th, the Cougs got it. A verbal commitment from 6'5", some sites say 6'6", forward Robbie Armbrester from Georgia. Armbrester chose Houston over Georgia Tech, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, Xavier, and about 10 10 other schools as well. Robbie patterns his game after Kawhi Leonard and Draymond Green. Kawhi Leonard and Draymond Green. That is an indicator of Robbie's style of play and also his uh, level of talk and communication. 
I've seen a few video clips of Robbie on the court, and he definitely talks way, way more than Kawhi Leonard does. Robbie talks a lot more like Draymond Green. Trash talk, talking smack, that's Robbie on Breston on the court. Robbie enjoys playing defense. And from what I've seen and heard, he likes to be coached hard in order to maximize his basketball potential. Defense and firm coaching are definitely traits of a Kelvin Sampson coaching staff. Robbie is a very physical player. He's played with his back to the basket more in his young career than he has on the perimeter. However, he is developing his perimeter game, including his three-point shot, and working to improve his ball handling skills. He's definitely had to tighten up his handles, no question. He will comp complete his high school career at Wasatch Academy in Utah after playing previously in Georgia for Terrell High School. Robbie kind of reminds me of Nate Hinton. From the clips I've seen, listen to him. He really likes to get after it on defense. He, en he enjoys it. He enjoys the contact. I know Nate was more of a point guard in high school, but I could really see Robbie being a Nate Hinton kind of player. Physical physical player, plays defense, hard nose, crash the boards, a nuisance to the opponents, and becoming a fan favorite for Houston Cougars fans. Robbie is the second class of 2021 verbal commit for Houston. 6'6", wing, Ramon Walker from Shadow Creek High School committed to the Cougs May 20th. Ramon is considered the top player in the 2021 class in the greater Houston area. And as a little side note, he was a top 10 finalist for the 2020 Gavi Lewis Award. And based on, I assume he will be a top 10 finalist for the 2021 Gavi Lewis Award. So, and I'm also on the basketball committee for the Gavi Lewis Award. So we will announce our watch list. Uh, first one probably will be our top 50 watch list will be announced hopefully in November, December. Then we'll pare it down to 25 in January and then a top 10 in February. And we'll announce the winner in March. And hopefully in 2021, we'll be able to have a ceremony where we can have the players in their parents, coaches attend in person as opposed to this year when he had to have a virtual announcement of the winner and the winner for the 2020 Gavi Lewis Award was Jermon Mark from Dickinson High School who committed and is now a freshman at U of H. Sunday, September 6th, Michael Thomas, a junior college guard from Kilgore College, announced he has decided to decommit from Houston and reopen his recruitment process. Good luck to him in making the best decision for him and his college career. Yes, I have heard a few things about his decision to decommit. Nothing on the record, but it's a decision that he made. I wish him the best of luck. Listen to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBCU Athletics, his co-hosts, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. You can catch the show on Houston Roundball Review Radio during the week from 8 to 10 p.m. Or you can watch this show on Facebook Watch as well as inside the HBCU Sports Lab on YouTube. Wrapping it up, 
You can catch more of my one-on-one podcasts as well as my interview podcasts on the podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as on Houston Roundball Review Radio at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro. I do have a, a interview scheduled for later this week with someone who covers Temple Isles basketball. So I'm getting back into interviewing beat writers from the other AAC member schools. I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Roundball Review. Please visit my website at HoustonRoundballReview.com for articles and links to my podcasts and videos. While you're at the site, please support the HRR by contributing via PayPal, or you can contribute using the Cash App. My account name is Christopher Gardner, K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can also sign up via links on my website and get the Disney Bundle which includes Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Save 25% when you bundle all three streaming platforms. The popular anime series One Punch Man is available on Hulu. The Marvel Comics Universe is available on Disney Plus. And Sports Out the Wazoo is available on ESPN Plus. And I am a subscriber to the bundle. But if you subscribe, when you do subscribe to the bundle, As long as you subscribe using one of the links posted on my website, I do earn a commission. The Houston Round Ball Review has been around since 1994. Houston Round Ball Review Radio is another platform for me to share news and info with you. Remember, the Houston Round Ball Review, local name, national perspective. Thank you for your time. Take care.